This is Shine On PolicyCast, the podcast that brings you EU policy updates relevant to solar. I'm your host, Bethany. Let's get started. So on today's PolicyCast, we have Francois Paquet, the Impact Director at the Renewable Hydrogen Coalition, to talk all things renewable hydrogen. Uh, so welcome, Francois. Um, and we can actually kick off with uh, the first question from our social media. Uh, and if you want to ask your own question for future policy casts, uh, you can find us on Instagram at SolarPartEU. But today's question is is pretty introductory. It's uh, it's what is renewable hydrogen? So maybe you could explain a bit what that is and and the work of the coalition. Sure. But first of all, thank you for having us. This is a pleasure to be here with our friends, Solar Power Europe. <laughs> Um, what is renewable hydrogen? Renewable hydrogen is the newborn of the renewables family. Mm. Uh, basically, you have the power of the sun, wind, together with water, mm-hmm. and you create this molecule, which is called renewable hydrogen. And what's amazing with it is that you can basically bring renewables where renewables could not go before. This is a game changer when we think about developing the energy system of tomorrow running mainly on renewables. So from now on, you do have a sustainable, scalable solution mm-hmm. that will allow sectors to move away from fossil fuels and those specific sectors that could not be electrified before. And what sort of sectors are those? So you take, for example, um, industrial applications such as chemical production, high heat temperature, mm-hmm. Uh, but also new sectors uh, such as steel mm-hmm. that were heavily re- um, dependent on coal yeah. until today. And now they have uh, renewable hydrogen to do green steel. Aviation and shipping as well mm-hmm. could be using renewable hydrogen derivatives uh, in order to uh, emit no longer any carbon emissions. Mm-hmm. Imagine the contribution to the world's uh, emission reduction. If you could cut out all of the aviation emissions, it's a, yeah, it's a big chunk. Absolutely. Yeah. Steel close to 7 to 9% of the global emissions. Yeah. Uh, the shipping industry, for example, 2 to 3% yeah. um, globally. Yeah. So we are talking about transforming completely uh, a game changer and mm-hmm. transforming potentially the way we manufacture products. Mm-hmm. Same for agriculture. The way we produce um, fertilizers uh, would be dr- drastically changed. Oh, this is where ammonia and things comes in. So this is about making the food system more sustainable as well. So it, it touches everything and is is hyper important. So what's in the way? What's stopping us? Well, political will uh, and the magnitude of the challenge, of course, uh, is very important. This is system change. Mm-hmm. We are talking about changing an economy that has been heavily reliant on fossil fuels mm-hmm. and those sectors that were the huge consumers of fo- imported fossil fuels. So... And we don't have time to do this. Mm-hmm. So we face as an industry the challenge of um, ramping up the volumes of renewable hydrogen we need to use. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we also need to, to increase the capacity of manufacturing the technologies that we need to produce those volumes. Yeah, No industry had done that before. Mm-hmm. So we do have a huge challenge ahead. The ambition from the European institution uh, is huge. Mm-hmm. And we've got to do everything we can to meet this ambition because we basically have no choice. 
And so we see four big challenges that we've got to tackle. The first one is financing. The second one is strengthening the value chain. Um, the third one is the question of lack of legislation being fully adopted. Mm -hmm. And the last one is implementation. It always is. <laughs> when it comes to financing, biggest challenge for hydrogen, renewable hydrogen, is that it is still too expensive compared to the solutions it is supposed to replace. So fossil fuels, grey hydrogen mm -hmm. from polluting fossil fuels or natural gas. And so we've got to really look at bridging the cost gap of this new technology in order to unlock uh, investments in those key sectors. And how do we do that? Well, the European Commission has proposed to have first of its kind support instrument at European level that hasn't been done before. Uh, very innovative. So congratulations to the European Commission for coming with this innovative mm -hmm. ID, the European Hydrogen Bank. So we think this is a good um, ID, mm -hmm. but we need to work on it still. And I'll come back to it. Okay. Hydrogen um, Bank. We'll come back. Yeah. Second challenge, the value chain. I already mentioned that we should avoid the bottleneck of electrolyzer manufacturing. We need to make sure we have the electrolyzers for every single project to go for renewable hydrogen. And at the moment, the current manufacturing capacity in Europe is at roughly 3.1 gigawatts. That is for today. And where do we need We to need go? to be in 2025 at 25 gigawatts. Okay. This is a massive challenge. A lot to do in a couple of years. So this is, on its own, already a huge challenge. Third challenge, currently the regulatory framework is not yet fully adopted mm -hmm. for renewable hydrogen. Don't expect industrial players, investors, mm -hmm. to invest if they don't know the rules of the game. You need to rely on So we need to urgently have this framework adopted because behind this are binding targets, for consuming renewable hydrogen in those hard to electrify sectors, regulations relating to um, infrastructure, mm -hmm. uh, but also the ramping up of manufacturing of electrolyzers. So absolutely key. And I think the last challenge where we really have to be carefully um, looking into, this is about whether Europe is fit for 55 because the, the implementation, implementation challenge hasn't started yet. Mm -hmm. And we are here talking about new legislation for a new solution, renewable hydrogen. And I fear that the implementation may take longer than for mature technologies like solar or wind. I mean, that's something we already see in those sectors. We, we get the legislation there, but I mean, implementation for the previous clean energy packages and renewable energy directives, you know, there's still missing pieces there. So it's not a surprise. It's reflected and probably even more acute in the, in the emerging sectors. Um, so then what are the what are the solutions here to, to, to tackle these challenges? I mean, you mentioned the hydrogen bank. Yeah, uh, financing clearly should yeah. be the key focus yeah. uh, for this commission still, but for the next one as well. Mm -hmm. We need to make sure that the Green Deal uh, is actually a good deal <laughs> for industry. Uh, that means what? Um, we need a Green Deal fund, mm -hmm. whatever funding that allows to really fund the um, systemic change that we are talking about. This is a very emerging 
uh, markets. So the need for public funding is important to unlock private investment. Mm -hmm. Not forever, of course, but really to launch the industry and scale up as fast as possible. Um, we've estimated that we need 12 billion euros a year just to decarbonize uh, half of industry demand with renewable hydrogen. 12 billion a year. For how many years? 10 years um, as part of the renewable hydrogen, the hydrogen bank. Okay. 12 billion. Mm -hmm. This is pocket change if you think about what has been spent mm -hmm. on imported fossil fuels yeah. since the war in Ukraine started. 600 billion euros over two years. Pocket change. When you think about what's at stake here, mm -hmm. it's, it's a climate change imperative. But it's also uh, an energy security imperative. This is also autonomy competitiveness of industry as well, uh, securing prime mover advantage of on the markets of tomorrow, mm -hmm. green products. Mm -hmm. So we should really think about what's at stake here and make sure that we put um, means uh, behind what we're trying to achieve. So, so we covered financing and then the solutions on, on value chain? So we need to make sure that we ramp up the manufacturing of electrolyzers. It's about resilience and autonomy of Europe mm -hmm. in making sure we get the core technologies for us. Uh, with this will come resilience in Europe, a stronger Europe. So we need a true industrial policy for this. The Net Zero Industry Act has been proposed. Mm -hmm. This is going in the right direction, but probably it is a little too little, mm. too late. Mm. So we need to step up. Uh, our game here and we need to make sure that Europe stays in the game so um, well, because everybody else is also stepping up their game absolutely so a key thing to do is that we need to make sure the scope of this proposal remain focus this is the key way to ensure impact mm -hmm. the second thing is that we pro we think that the 40% target for having manufacturing capacity here in Europe uh, isn't fit for purpose we have different technologies, different starting points. Mm -hmm. And for electrolyzers, unlike other technologies, we're still having a competitive edge here in Europe. Mm -hmm. Europe still holds about 30% of global market share when it comes to electrolyzer manufacturing. We absolutely need to maintain this, mm -hmm. but also extend that. And so the 40% target, we think, is an ambitious. Okay. Uh, if we are to cope with the current, uh, the, the, the upcoming demand for electrolyzers uh, up to 2030. Yeah. And, and then what sort of ballpark would, would, would work for you? We're thinking between 50 and 60% would be better. Okay. Well, if you're already at 30%, it follows. Absolutely. So we scale up. The best would be the 100% <laughs> so that we make sure that Europe is yeah. entirely uh, resilient yeah. with its own technology because it's a strategic one mm -hmm. for, for, for the autonomy of Europe. Mm -hmm. So we covered then the kind of financing solutions and the value chain solutions. And, and I think there's maybe a couple more solutions we could we can touch on today. Adopting as fast as possible the um, regulatory framework mm -hmm. that is currently being discussed by uh, European authorities. Mm -hmm. uh, the main text that were part of the, the European Green Deal are not yet fully adopted. Mm -hmm. So that should be a matter of urgency mm -hmm. to do that. Uh, we've got several files uh, in the Green Deal, I said, but there is also the gas package mm -hmm. um, that uh, um, relates to infrastructure for renewable hydrogen. Mm -hmm. So. This is, this is definitely um, an important uh, focus. Mm -hmm. And last, implementation. Mm -hmm. 
there we need to make sure that the next commission really focuses on delivering the Green Deal. Implementation should really be the focus. Mm -hmm. I would say instead of setting new climate targets, mm -hmm. let's make sure we deliver what we have agreed all together here in Europe so that we make progress towards the energy transition and combating climate change. And then, uh, well, you mentioned some of the legislative files around around renewable hydrogen, but what are some of the key moments in time that we should be aware of coming up? Uh, well, two, several things. Um, negotiations on the gas package, mm -hmm. which is uh, trying to make the gas networks uh, fit for renewable molecules, such as renewable hydrogen. There we need to make sure that uh, European authorities um, continue the discussions mm -hmm. and uh, get to an agreement as soon as possible. So we should see um, in the fall uh, progress on this. Mm -hmm. The idea should be to close the file uh, before the end of the year uh, so that uh, the market can, ha can have clarity uh, in this respect. The Net Zero Industry Act mm -hmm. still is on the table for a longer, of course, uh, and there we need to work with the European authorities to beef up uh, basically what's in there to mm -hmm. make sure that uh, it's a good deal for industry yeah. and we protect the sovereignty of our technologies uh, here in Europe. Well, I think that's a that's a good note to, to wrap up on then. But if uh, listeners want to want to discover more about the, your work and the work of the Renewable Hydrogen Coalition, where can they, they find you online? So we do have a website, <laughs> uh, of course. Um, we are the Renewable Hydrogen Coalition, so quite easy to find us online. We do as well have a channel on uh, social media, mm -hmm. Twitter, mm -hmm. uh, or, we X. Also, <laughs> or X, uh, or um, YouTube as well, where you can find our webinars, our events. Um, so go there and you'll learn more about us and Renewable Hydrogen. Great. And uh, if you want to find out more about uh, how Renewable Hydrogen and Solar intersect, you can find... Uh, Solar Power Europe at Solar Power EU or uh, myself at Solar Power Beth. Uh, but thanks so much for your insights today. Was a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's episode. This podcast is brought to you by Solar Power Europe. If you don't want to miss our next episode, make sure to subscribe and turn on notifications. Shine on.